You're listening to the Stag Sports Network Podcast, only on FairfieldStags.com. Hello again, Stags fans, and welcome to another edition of Checking In with the Stags. I'm Drew Kingsley, and we've got more teams heading into conference play this week, including Fairfield Men's Lacrosse, which opens the CAA schedule at home on Conway Field at Rafferty Stadium this Saturday, April 2nd, against Hofstra. So our first guest this week is a tri-captain of the men's lacrosse team, junior Dean Ford. Dean, thanks for checking in. Thank you for having me. So the Stags will start CAA play with an overall record of five and four. Uh, for you as a freshman, all you had was a non-conference season before everything shut down. And then last year obviously was a unique type of schedule. So this is really the first go round for you and a lot of the guys, um, including the coaching staff for that matter, with a normal schedule. Uh, so talk about this non-conference and how you feel the team is playing as we head into CAA action on Saturday. Yeah, so like you said, it's uh, the first time we really have gotten to have a full non-conference schedule before going into conference play. And the 5-4 and four record uh, doesn't really reflect how well we've been playing. I think there's a lot of positives and a lot of things we're going to carry forward and carry forward into conference play. Um, we're definitely a young group but we do have some key older players who have been helping us win games and uh, push through adversity. So just heading into conference play, I think we're going to take all the highs we had from the non-conference season, use them to our advantage, and kind of change the whole standard of Fairfield men's lacrosse going forward in the CAA conference and look for more success. And one of the things about the CAA is you play a uh, top 20 caliber team just about every week. Uh, Even though we're talking about a couple losses here, how did the early season experience of playing Harvard, who's number 10 in the nation this week, and then Villanova, who's also top 20, uh, how did those games prepare you for what's to come throughout the next month? Yeah, those games, uh, they really did prepare us. You know, in some of those games, we'd go on a 3-0 run. Next thing you know, they'd go on a 3-0 run. And it was kind of trading punches and it really built up our next play mentality and how our team was going to respond to adversity. And outside of that, just playing against great lacrosse players, um, especially the top 20 in the country. It it just really prepares us talent wise to know what we're going to face once we do reach our conference which is a very talented conference. And it was really good for the younger guys to really feel that energy, how fast paced it is especially when you're playing against top talented opponents. And we're going to use all those skills that we've learned so far into CAA play where we'll be playing top 20 caliber opponents as well. And all of a sudden for you, you're one of the veterans on the defensive end of the field. Um, On that side of the field, there's you and Danny Wilson, our juniors, uh, Corso in the cage as a senior, and just about everybody else is a freshman or a sophomore. Um, so how was that unit coming together with all those uh, talented young guys in the mix? Yeah, we, uh, we are coming together. You know, we've had some slips here and there, um, some games we wanted to play better in. And thankfully, our goalie, um, James Corsonini, has really had our back and uh, been the backbone of the defense in multiple games this year. But as the season progressed, the young guys have learned – new skills, new techniques to help them play against bigger, faster, stronger players that they didn't really see in high school as much. And just the the older kids, and I know we don't have a lot, but all they've been doing to try to show the younger guys like what the right thing to do is and just being good leaders 
that has also helped them become better players as well. And although we're young, it's also good to be young sometimes because you really have that spark and that that power, that that want to make the next play, that want to be all over the field. And we're going to use that to our advantage, even though we are young. So it's uh, Stags hosting Hofstra this Saturday at 1 p.m. Uh, looking like it's going to be a nice spring day, a sunshine and a little warmer than it has been. So why should uh, students and other fans come out and see the Stags this Saturday? Yeah, I think uh, I think it's a great opportunity for students and fans just to see all we've been working on all season. Um, we're a fun team to watch. We're loud. We care about each other. We play fast and we just make the game look fun. And we want to put on a show for the crowd, uh, get a win, obviously. But at the end of the day, our fans and uh, students just knowing that the lacrosse team cares about each other. They care about Fairfield University as a whole, and we really want to represent this university. So there you have it. Saturday at Rafferty Stadium, Stags and the Pride kicking off the CAA schedule. In the meantime, you can follow at Stags Men's Lacks on Instagram and Twitter for all the latest news and info. Dean Ford, thank you for checking in. Thank you. And welcome back to Checking In with the Stags. Fairfield softball picked up a big win on Wednesday against Yale. That's a score of 9-1 to one in five innings. As the final precursor to conference play, Stags will visit Ryder for a doubleheader on Saturday and then head down the shore for two with Monmouth on Sunday. And here to talk a bit about it is graduate student Michaela Rubin. Michaela, thanks for checking in. Thank you for having me. So in that win over Yale, uh, seven different players driving a run, eight had at least one hit, and a couple of pitchers were firing on all cylinders. Um, what does that win mean as far as momentum heading into this weekend? I think it means everything for us. That our main goals was to use that game against Yale as a jumping off point to come in and bring everything that we have and do and do for hitting and defense, just do it well, and that's exactly what we did. So really excited to go the weekend. And you're starting Mac play on the road. And for that matter, you'll play your first four Mac doubleheaders on the road. Uh, and you, as you know, you've got to sweep or split some of those road series to stay near the top of the league. So how does the team approach this physically and mentally that your first eight Mac games will all be played away from home? I don't think it's too much of it for us, like mentality wise, because we always go out and score first and take the lead. Um, obviously, during the game, it can be a factor, but our goal is to always win every so that doesn't really matter home or away it's the same attack mindset and um that probably leads into this next question that this is a very veteran team uh you're one of three grad students all of whom are starters and there's also five seniors on the roster so plenty of leadership uh help these younger players who haven't really experienced a normal college season yet uh for that matter some of them might have been juniors in high school the last time they played a normal season so uh, in what ways are the veterans taking the lead in helping these younger players along? I think that we have a lot of experience with games under our belt. and understand what Mac season is like. I really had that from our junior down. Um, last year we played Mac game, but it was very different from our regular schedule. So I think like kind of keeping grounded and understanding how long of a season it is and also everything that's happened so now matter. Like we played good, bad, you haven't played been playing every game like none of it matters starting on Sunday. 
And uh, Fairfield softball has a reputation of being uh, the most likely team to be in the stands cheering on another team, cheering on their fellow Stags. And it's been that way for a long time. So uh, what is it about the softball program that has made attending games and supporting those other teams such a big part of your team culture? I think it's awesome that like we're able to go out and show our support and that the other team see that because especially when it comes to women's sports, like know each other, know that it's hard sometimes to draw a big crowd. Always want to go out to our, our teams that they're great. They kick butt and we want to go support them and watch them do that. So in return, we hope we get a support back, but we just love each other. And there you have it. Uh, and if you want to return the favor and support Fairfield softball, their next home game is Wednesday, April 6th against Columbia at 4 p.m. Other than that, it's a lot of bus trips uh, for the next little bit, beginning with Ryder and Monmouth this weekend. Uh, the full schedule is available at fairfieldstags.com, and you can also follow the team on Instagram and Twitter at Stags Softball. Michaela Rubin, thank you for checking in. Welcome back to Checking In with the Stags. Our final guest this week is a member of Fairfield Men's Rowing. Stags kicked off the spring portion of the schedule last Saturday at the Jesuit Invitational in Philadelphia, and they'll be right back there this Saturday for the Murphy Cup hosted by Temple. So without any further ado, please welcome senior Michael Pagliaro to the pod. Michael, thanks for checking in. Yeah, thank you for having me. So uh, we know you all have been working hard, but you hadn't competed since November. So tell us how it felt to get back on the water for a race this past Saturday. It felt really good. Um, all the guys on the team worked really hard over winter. Um, we got a new org room in Dolan, so we've been indoors for a while, really training for the opportunity to race. Um, and then going back to actually where I'm from in Philly um, to, to race down there against some, some really good teams was certainly a reward um, for all the hard work we've been doing over the winter. So obviously so much of rowing is weather and conditions and things like that, but is there any benefit that you guys are making essentially the same trip to row in the same place two weekends in a row? I think that um, there's a major benefit for our coxswains being able to um, know the course a little bit better than some of the other teams that will be joining the competition this weekend. Um, knowing the course, knowing the lanes, knowing the turns um, is a major benefit for them. And then also for the rowers, being able to see landmarks, know where you are in the race, um, because in the boat, there's no monitor telling you how, how long you have left, like there would be on a rowing machine. So being able to see the landmarks, uh, know which bridges are which bridges and how much, um, how much distance is left to go is um, a big advantage. Plus, we also have um, a fair majority of the team that has raced on that course either in high school um, or over the past couple of years that they've been on the team here. So I think it's a big advantage for us. I think the one thing everybody knows about college rowing is that you all wake up early, but you know, of course there's a lot more to it than that. So tell us what a normal practice day is like a day that you're on the water. Okay. So, um, usually, um, we get up around, I get up around five fifteen each morning. Um, and then the bus, uh, heads out from campus at five forty. Um, so we have a little bit of time to eat some, eat something light before breakfast and then head on down to Norwalk. Um, and after we put the lights on the boats so people can see us, oyster boats um, know who we are, so we're not running into anybody. Um, we launch at about 6, 6.10, um, and then we practice for about two hours on the water. Um, but our day isn't over once we get off the water. Um, once we come back to campus, we have a big team breakfast, and then everybody goes their separate ways. But 
every day we come um, into Dolan Hall where our room is and we, we have a second session. Um, depending on the day, the workout will be different, but um, we'll run morning, morning sessions on the water if weather permits, and then we'll run um, some indoor cardio um, in the afternoon. All right, and tell us about that uh, that new erg room. Now that you're back to competing and having that benefit, are you feeling a difference as far as guys getting stronger, faster, things like that? Absolutely. Um, it's funny you should ask. I think that this team is the fastest team uh, and fittest team that Fairfield's had across the board. Um, and having our own space is really beneficial. Um, we used to work out in alumni, um, and alumni was great. I uh, love alumni, but we had to share with a lot of different teams, which is we were obviously willing to do. Um, but now that we have our own space, um, we can move things around the way we'd like. We have 24 seven access to it. Um, and you know, just having that sense of identity and sense of community in our own space has really helped us, um, build up the program. So I'm, I'm really thankful for all the work that the guys have put in and we've reaped that in seeing the fastest team in, in school's history. And the theme of these first few episodes of the podcast has been teams starting conference play. And men's rowing is a little different that you don't have a conference championship or a conference at all. So for those who don't know, what are, what are the big ones on the schedule that you guys focus on as sort of the championships of your season? So this year, um, for the first time, and I believe four years, we um, typically our, our final schedule conflicts with going to the New England Rowing Championships. Um, but this year we'll be able to go, I believe it's April 30th this year. Um, so we'll get to go up uh, to Worcester and race some fast teams. But um, our two main focuses are the Dad Bell Regatta in Philadelphia um, and the IRA National Championship Regatta in um, Mercer, uh, Mercer, New Jersey. Um, Dad Bell Regatta, the whole team participates. Um, we get to race a lot in a lot of different boat classes. Um, and that's really our main focus throughout the year. And then, um, our top boat, usually we race a four. Um, we get to race at the IRA National Championship, um, which is the best teams in the country. All the Ivy League teams, um, big teams like Wisconsin, Syracuse. Um, and we get to race against uh, the best of the best, which is that's the regatta I look forward to the most. And there you have it. Men's rowing back to work in a busy spring schedule this Saturday at the Murphy Cup. Any other day, if you want to see the guys in action, just swing by Norwalk at about 6 a.m. Uh, their full schedule is available at fairfieldstags.com, and you can also follow the team on Instagram at Stags Men's Rowing and on Twitter at Stags Rowing. Michael Pagliaro, thank you for checking in. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Stag Sports Network podcast. For past and future podcasts, visit fairfieldstags.com.